Oftentimes young people play sports to have fun with others and to get to know other people, but sometimes they don't have the best experience because their teammates or their coach tease, make fun of, or bully them, and it is so hurtful. We will talk about it on this week's episode. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. Hey, Dustin. How you doing, man? Hey, Chad. How are you? I'm good. I, awesome. I'm excited to talk about a really important topic today, and there's a number of facets that we've talked about in preparation for this, and that's within team bullying, bullying that happens within a team. Yeah. And often young people, I, in fact, let me quote this article real quick. It brings up a few things that I think would be a good leaping off point. Um, it was written by Sherry Gordon um, for this comp- this organization, Very Well Family, and it's dealing with bullying on youth sports teams. And it's actually a medically reviewed uh, piece of literature, so I really, I really like it. Um, here's how it starts off. When you sign your kids up for sports and hope they will have fun, get some exercise and learn new skills... As a parent, nothing is more heartbreaking than discovering that your child's sports activities are being overshadowed by bullying. Whether it is the coach bullying your child or a teammate, the experience can be devastating for both of you. If your young athlete is experiencing bullying, they may lose confidence and start performing poorly. They might play tentatively and worry constantly about what what others think of them. When they're bullied, kids can lose all enjoyment for sports and might even quit the team. Bullying in sports can take on a variety of forms. And I think this would be good just to put these out there and jump off. Ganging up on team members because a leader on the team does not like them. Harassing team members when they make a mistake during a game. Intimidating the most promising players in order to eliminate the competition for the best positions and the limelight. Targeting, intimidating, or coercing new team members by forcing them to prove that they belong on the team. Targeting someone because they get more attention and praise from the coach or because they appear to be the coach's favorite. Threatening team members about doing well in games and practices because they might steal the limelight targeting team members who do not perform as well as others. So those are those are some situations where bullying might take place. But I know, Dustin, you're really particular about the way the word bullying is used. So maybe maybe you could start before we jump into talking about these team dynamics, I think it would be important to make sure that we're using the term in the way we like to use it yeah. as an organization. Well, and I told you before we started recording today that it, it's sort of a, a slippery slope about what I'm about to say. I want to be really careful because I don't want to at all sound like I'm, you know, undermining the uh, the damage of that bullying can do or the, the responsibility that we should hold the bullies to, whether they're kids or adults, anybody who bullies another person, we should hold them accountable. At the same time, I think that the definition of bullying and what bullying really is, is 
a little bit misunderstood. We don't, you know, there's a difference between teasing, not that it's right, not that we should do it, but there's a difference between that and being sarcastic and, um, and teasing somebody and actually bullying somebody. Um, bullying, once you label somebody as a bully, you know, that, that, that's a pretty, you know, uh, a very specific and damaging title or label to give somebody. So I'll just read what the definition of bullying is, and then we can discuss whether or not, maybe that gives us a little bit of a, of an understanding or framework when we talk about bullying is, is it, does it meet this criteria? The bullying is an ongoing and deliberate misuse of power in relationships through repeated verbal, physical, or social behavior that intends to cause physical, social, or psychological harm. It can involve an individual or a group misusing their power or perceived power over one or more people who feel unable to stop it from happening. Okay, so to me, there's a couple of things that jump out at me. The misuse of power, so somebody that's, you know, in a position of, of power over somebody, but the verbal, physical, and social behavior that intends to cause physical, social, or physical harm. There has to be intent there to cause physical, emotional, or psychological harm. Sometimes I think kids tease other kids. They need to be taught not to. They shouldn't do it. I don't think they under that they are purposely intending to cause psychological harm. Now, if you're hitting somebody, obviously you're physically harming them. But, mm -hmm. but you know, I, I don't think kids really realize when they're doing it that they're, you know, that the person now may be physically harmed or maybe emotionally or or psychologically damaged, and therefore meet the qualifications in their mind of I was bullied. But does the bully the bullier know that they have intent to do that and so when we when we're calling they may have been bullying somebody not knowing that they were but in some cases we need to talk to the kid and and let them recognize hey that was bullying and they may not realize it because they didn't have intent to cause harm they i, I was teasing i was joking i know i yeah well that wasn't funny you shouldn't have done it okay but before we call them a bully make sure that they understand. And if their intent really is to destroy or hurt somebody and to use their position to do that, and they're intentionally doing that, then yes, they're a bully. And to that degree, they need to be, there should be no spot for bullying ever. In team sports, that should be a place where it's, teams should be a, a place where people can feel comfortable and be around others that hopefully they, are friends with for the rest of their life. That's what team sport should be about. And if there's any sort of bullying happening on the team, it needs to be talked about and it needs to be addressed. And if coaches are allowing it to happen or encouraging it to happen, I know coaches who encourage it to happen. They have that mindset, this old school mindset that you have to be, you have to have that sort of edge to you to be dominant in your sport. And that means whatever cause it takes. And if I have to destroy another person psychologically by bullying them, so be it. It's, and they wrap it up in, hey, it's a game, it's physical, it's tough. To me, that's a very chicken way of, of uh, trying to win a game. I think you can, especially if they're teaching young kids that that's how they should then go about living their life. 
because they then take those lessons into the real world with them and and I think and usually find out that's not going to get them very far. Um, so when you start talking about like hazing and things like that, you know, I don't know of a lot of hazing that goes on. I haven't personally seen it in team. I've been coaching for almost 20 years now and been around sports for a career for 15 of those. I don't know of a lot of hazing, at least the groups I've been in. I'm sure there's some that I, I hear about it. Um, used to happen a lot more years ago, but um, again, shouldn't happen. And we need to talk about it, but we also need to realize that every one of us has a son or daughter in sports. They're likely to be caught up in something like that and not know what they're doing. And if they're not careful, be associated with something that might come back to really affect their reputation and their position on a team or at a school or later in a job. If And, and the nicest, most kind kid we think can get caught up sometimes in hazing or teasing or may, maybe to the level of bullying and oftentimes not realize they're doing it. And it's the parent's job to teach that. Yeah. I hear you saying two things, Dustin, that you aren't saying teasing's okay and bullying's bad, but what you're saying is yeah. bullying, before we slap that really condemning label of bully on a kid, we have to make sure that that intent is there. Yeah. Both teasing, hazing, making fun of, you know, and bullying, they're all wrong. Yeah. And we need to address those. No, no one should be teased on a team, but there is a certain amount of teasing that happens on every team. You and I played on a team together and we all teased one another and, and it was endearing. You know, there is at times teasing, actually you tease one another and connect with one another. But there are times where that teasing, we think we're connecting with someone and, but that person is actually feeling um, you know, put down by that, negatively affected. We think we're bonding with them, just joking that they enjoy it. I know you've thought of it a lot from the perspective of a coach and uh, like sarcasm in a coach. And yeah. and would you talk about that yeah. for a second? Just how, how sarcasm, te like teasing sometimes with the great intent, not with the intent to do what bullying does, but with the intent to connect or to motivate yeah. or to do those things. How do we manage that that teasing yeah. to connect and teasing to to injure yeah. um, when they're feeling injured, <laughs> but we're actually over here? How have you balanced that as a coach? Well, when you said that uh, earlier, Shad, a thought came to mind that maybe the different the definition of of teasing and bullying is how the person receiving it takes it, right? Like that's you and I played college baseball together and there was teasing and joking in my mind, I might be teasing you and joking with you, but if you're taking it as, as I'm bullying you, you're taking it as personal. It's harmful to you. It hurts your feelings. It's how the person receiving it takes it. It's not my, you know, if, if it's hurting you, then I got to stop. Yeah. And, you know, to that end, we probably need to tell our kids to talk about it. And we need to make sure our coaches are aware of, policing it a little bit to, to the degree that they can. Oftentimes they don't see it, but real quick, Dustin, in that, in that, um, article, it gives some suggestions about what you could do. One of them is empower your child 
And it says, give your kids tools for dealing with bullying, like walking away, telling an adult, or telling the bully in a firm voice to stop. For instance, your child could say, I've had enough of your drama. I don't want it. it just, I just want to have fun. Stop now. Caution your children not to be apologetic for their skills in the sport. Equip them with ideas on how to handle these difficult situations. And what you just said is, sometimes there might be a teammate who's teasing, who thinks they're just doing what everyone else is doing, right? And if you go to them and say, hey, look, stop. I don't like being called that. Yeah. I don't like that name. Well, if they continue to do that, whatever it is you told them to stop, then it probably switches into yeah. that teasing the to line. connect to teasing to bully because they know that it's injuring. Yeah. And that might be one thing we could do with our players, with our with those our kids, is tell them to, in a firm way, confront. Hey, man, stop. I don't like to be called that. I don't like that nickname. I don't yeah. care if you like it. Like, I don't like it. Please stop. Yeah. And so, anyway, you were going to share a thought, but I thought yeah. that was... That was interesting. One of the scientific things they said here that we could do to help our children if they feel that is empower them to have that conversation. And I found it's even good to practice with our kid. Like, go ahead, say say to me what you will say to them the next time they call you that name and, and help them learn to do it in a firm way. If it continues after that, now we have a different problem. We have a bullying problem. We don't have a, a teasing problem. And so, hopefully anyway. on teams... Hopefully every team has identified and, and we try to do this a lot with, especially for athletes with the teams we're able to work with. And that's why we want to get with more teams, whether they're club teams or, or junior high or high school teams have leaders on those teams, captains on those teams that you hopefully a player could feel comfortable going to and saying, Hey, captain, man, can you help me with this? I hate, I really don't like being called that or that the captains have been talked to by a coach or a parent. If your son's or daughter's the captain, that those are the kind of things they need to be trained to look out for, to be aware of. I think sometimes they can tell, like we know when you can tell when somebody's going along with it, ha ha, you're ribbing me for something. And when they're, it's kind of hurting their feelings a little bit. Oftentimes their body language, we, we know and that's the, if we can empower the captains and the leaders to say, hey, if you see any of that, you need to go to the victim, check on them, and then you need to go to the, you know, to the person that's that's doing it and uh, the perpetrator of it and say, hey, man, you got to stop that. You know, that's that it's not it's not working. It's it's hurt. It's hurting so and so. And that's yeah, where we to, need to, be. to have a teammate approach, a, a captain, a leader on the team. Yeah. Or, the one the sport light shines the brightest on, right? To go right. to someone and say, hey, I notice everyone's calling you this and tease it. It seems like you may not like it. Be honest with me because I can make it stop. Yeah. You know, and if they say, yeah, I hate it, then right. just imagine how you would feel if it was your son or daughter that was being teased and all of a yeah. sudden the captain has that conversation and goes up to those people and says, hey, this is going to stop right now. He doesn't like it. I'm not going to put up with it. Stop it. You know, and that's the kind of stuff we should be. I believe I would love that as a coach. I would love for parents to say, Hey, one of the things I really hope you'll do is that your captains will have their eyes up and looking for this sort of thing. Cause oftentimes this, this stuff isn't happening as often when coaches are there. It's, it's happening 
when coaches aren't around, right? Not that it doesn't happen. Some And like we're going to get into sometimes coaches are the problem as well. But most of the time, the adult coach or parent or, or administrator or whatever the school isn't there when these sort of things are happening. Um, and that's where we need to teach the leaders. Like you said, those who the sport light is the brightest on that part of your responsibility now as a leader is to look for these things. We would call that having your eyes up, being aware. And then you need to know how to do the work to go in to address them if they stop. And then if it needs to come and talk to me as the coach, but a lot of these things can be squashed early. If the, if the, the culture creators on the team, the captains or the seniors or whomever are aware of it and say, Hey, that's not, that doesn't work. And that's where coaches and parents have to teach those kids that, Hey, the dynamic and the, the culture of a successful high quality team can't have this kind of stuff happening on it. So I need you as the leader to be looking out for it and stopping it. If you see it. Um, and, and sometimes just, it, I, I think that, I mean, what we do and especially for athletes is we go meet with teams yeah, that's really that's one of the major things we do is we try to flip a switch in the minds where our eyes up, do the work phrase, you know, eyes up. Hey, look for these things and let's teach you how to address them. And we just don't we, we take pride in saying we are not an awareness program. Yeah. Like we have so many awareness programs like, yeah. hey, did you know bullying exists? Everyone in the world knows bullying exists. Yeah. So our program goes in and actually gets down to the nitty gritty and meets with these leaders of teams and trains them. When you see this, here's how you address it. Yeah. We even have practice scenarios where we do it with them. And, yeah. and we meet with whole teams and call this out and say, if any of you see this, you got to address it. And so, you know, anyway, that's what I, I love about the program. Because we're shooting over that all the time as parents and as adults. We talk about it. Why doesn't somebody do anything about it? Well, because we're, what are we doing to teach kids how to do something about it? Yeah. Right? Like, what are we doing to train them? How It's not easy for any kid to go and talk to somebody who's a bully. It's not easy to go talk to. It, it, it's not as easy as we think to go to somebody who might be being bullied and put our arm around them and say, hey, are you okay? Or we think we would do those things. Like our heart says, no, that's easy. I would do that. But we see we see things happening all the time during our during the day where people are uncomfortable or not in a and we we like to tell ourselves, I think trick ourselves into thinking, no, I'd go right over and make sure that person was doing well and I I take care of them and I give them a ride home or I pay for their food if they were whatever. I do all these kind things. But when it comes, how many have times have we really done that? But yet we expect a 14-year-old kid if he, to, to go do it, or even harder, I think, to stand up to a bully and go and say, hey, and to learn these, these tools, we just assume that, well, you're a captain, so go do it. Yeah. Well, right? That's, that's like asking in the business world, you make your best salesman the manager. They may have horrible management skills. They just know how to sell really well. So it's automatic. Well, they, we promote them to be the manager. That doesn't mean they know anything about managing people or leading people. They would, they can just sell the, you know, the, 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 you know, uh, popsicles to Eskimos. They can sell whatever, but we need to train them. Right. So part of this happens oftentimes with, it starts with sarcasm. 
And sometimes coaches fall into this trap. I read a quote by a coach who's been coaching for a long time. He's a baseball coach. And he shared this on uh, Twitter and I saved it. He said, my biggest mistake as a young coach, too much sarcasm and not enough and not enough empathy. It took me a long time to learn that coaches who show empathy can inspire athletes to give more effort and increase their confidence and deal with adversity better. And so as a young coach, sometimes the joking, the being sarcastic, the sometimes want, I think sometimes young coaches kind of want to be one of the boys with the boys or one of the girls, you know, and, and they can kind of fall into that sort of back into the really back into that high school phase again. I'm, I got to, I want them to like me. And in order to like me, I'm going to be funny and I'm going to be sarcastic and I'm going to sometimes, you know, that's the, that's the easy one to go after the easy kid on the team that they kind of, so I'm going to poke fun at that player too, as if they just want to be poked fun at all the time. And it's one thing when a couple of your buddies do it, but when your coach starts doing it, that's going to take on a little bit different. Now we're, now you have somebody who is in power and in a position of authority being sarcastic. Sarcasm never is a good thing. It, it really isn't. Um, it, it, it usually, it, it's always taken literal, you know, and, and, and people who are sensitive to something, if you are sarcastic and how you joke with them about it, they're not going to see the fun in it. I remember Dustin as a young husband, my wife turning to me one time and saying, do you want to have a way better marriage in the future? And I was like, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was kind of a light moment, but she goes, whatever you're going to say that ends in just kidding, just don't say it. Yeah, that's great <laughs> because that became kind of my out, you know, like I would say something sarcastic. I would see, yeah. oh man, she didn't like that. Then I'd be like, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, yeah I'm just kidding. Said, Anything that ends it just kidding, just don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah, because it, it probably was not taken as, oh, they were just kidding, right? Yeah. There was some sort of underlining truth to it, or I'm going to take it that way. And really, you know, uh, our perception is our reality. So if, if you say something that I perceive to be mean, whether you meant it or not, it's my reality. Yep. And so I think coaches can be smarter and adults as well. When I say coaches, I'm Sometimes as a coach, I'll hear parents talk about all the things that coaches need to do better. But I would challenge parents to listen to themselves speak to their own kids for a week or two weeks and see if they have sarcasm or see if they, you know, sometimes say and do things that now they say, well, I'm the parent. I can say that if I want to my kid. All right. But coaches are around kids a lot. And there are times when they may say or do something that they shouldn't. And I, I, I think most coaches, when it's brought to their attention, you'll find out didn't mean to hurt the kid. And they do sometimes get caught up and being funny and maybe, you know, and, and the, when the sarcasm creeps in to a young child coming from your coach, it can really hurt. So the advice to coaches would be sort of similar to what your wife gave you is just don't do it. Just yeah. you got to you're not there to be everybody's buddy. You know, you, you want to be their friend, but you're there to be a leader and a role model to them. And sometimes that means you got to step away from the fun and games and say, hey, 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 stop it. You know, there's a phrase you've heard me say before, loose, but not silly, focused, but not tight. Right. So you should have a loose atmosphere. But when it starts getting silly, that's when sarcasm and, and, and maybe teasing to the point of bullying starts happening. At the same time, you don't want your players so focused that they become tight. 
Yeah. Right. So you want a, a loose focus, not a silly or a tightness. And and uh, coaches have to be aware of that because sometimes we are, we set the tone of the team when we're sarcastic or we let things happen. And then the culture of the team takes on that attitude. And then it's a bond, it's a fire that gets out of control. And there's victims in, in the wake of that fire that end up hating their time being part of the team. And no coach wants to find out later that that was the case for a kid. And, and if, and I, I going to side on, on the sides of the coaches, if they knew that was the case, at least the ones I know, most every one of them, not all of them, most all of them would be very offended and would be very much uh, hurt by that and would want to fix the problem. Yeah. Sometimes we sure. just don't realize it. It's a lot of kids to manage and sometimes things happen. Yeah, for sure. And I, two thoughts I had as you were sharing that, Dustin, from the coaching perspective is coaches have a maturity level that they know where the line is. And sometimes the players that they coach don't have that same maturity level. So though a coach might walk right up to the line when they do a little bit of teasing and poke fun at a particular player or whatever, these players who really want to connect with their coach, then they they think if I also poke fun at this person, that's a way to connect with my with my coach. And yeah. and just two thoughts I had was, you know my philosophy, don't connect with contention. Contention is a bad bonding agent. When we connect by through sarcasm or making fun of or having a mutual person that we dislike or make fun of their idiosyncrasies, that doesn't form strong relationships on teams. It, it's a very weak bonding agent. It is a bonding agent, but it's a weak one. And so sometimes when coaches tease in front of the whole team in a way that that even approaches that line, number one, players then think I could connect with my coach by doing the same thing. He's given license yeah. to to them or she's given license to them to do that. The And then the other thing is, is those players that they coach, they may not have the same maturity level where, you know, if they took it to a level four, you know, they might take it to a level seven um, not understanding that they're crossing lines that the coach is wise enough to know not to cross, but because they gave that license to to their players to poke fun at an individual, they'll take it further, like you said, when the coach isn't there, and then it could become instead of you know just fun and and uh, you know banter within a team, it could become very hurtful and make someone feel like they're a target of the team. And yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like to have a kid show up to be a kid that showed up to practice every day and think my role on the team is to be the butt of all the jokes. And so I think these are just things to, to think about and to talk to our kids about whether they are kids that are, you know, that maybe people are poking fun at. We need to teach them to address and say, hey, I don't like that. Stop it. Um, or whether they're a leader of a team, we need to have them keep their eyes up looking for those situations, or if they're a coach, to make sure that that we never cross. And when we do cross those lines, which all of us will, I'm sure, sometimes, um, that we address it, we apologize, we make sure the team understands it's not okay. And so just thinking intently 
intentionally about this. Is this happening on the team that I'm associated with? And then addressing it in just simple ways. I think most kids, 95% of kids are not bullies. Probably a higher percent than that. Yeah. But they just, they try to connect by, connect by teasing and things like that. And we need to help them understand those lines that maybe they don't understand when they're crossing them. And less kids will be hurt and have the experience they want in sports. So any final thoughts, Dustin? I'll, I'll just echo that and end with this, Shad. And I feel like I'm saying this a lot on these podcasts. It might be the coach in me. But again, I, I'm hoping that parents, or I'm assuming that more parents are listening to our podcast than, you know, 15-year-old kids. Um, so, I would just, again, I want to challenge the parents. It is your job to talk to your child about these things. The coach, I hope, will try to address these. But it's got to be something that's taught at home. You have to sit down with your son or daughter and explain to them what bullying is, what you will not allow at your home for them to do, what disappoints you if they do, and how to stand up to it if they're the victim, but more so how to not be you know, the, the, the person doing it and how to stand up for those persons that are <clears throat> being hurt by having the courage to do the work and that you expect that of them and that they need to know that it's unacceptable and that if they see it, they need to address it. They need to talk to a captain and they need to talk to a coach. And if it's happening to them, that they don't need to keep their mouth quiet about it and just take it. That they also need to talk about it and stand up for themselves. But it has to be something that's taught at home and not just expected of school administrators or teachers or coaches or church leaders to teach these things. It has to be taught at home. I agree. Thanks, man. All right. Eyes up. Do the work, brother. All right. All right Thank you for joining the Sportlight Podcast, everyone. Share this with people. Have a discussion with your kids. Eyes up. Do the work. This has been the Sportlight Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org slash book.